Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast, because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. Welcome to the Tube Labs podcast. I am your host, Rosh Sillers, and this is part two of tips and tricks of our favorite topic, which, of course, is YouTube. And I want to share more ideas, the tips, the tricks, the things that work, the things that don't work, things to think about when you're trying to build your channel and the things that you can do. Maybe some of the things you have heard, but you know what? They may not work the way you think they do. And it might be just good for us to review some more of these tips that we hear, or maybe that you've not heard yet and may want to try out because some of these tips that I'm going to share today definitely are helpful. Of course, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to part one. However, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, you can probably listen to this tips and tricks episode and then go back and listen to part one as the addition. So you don't have to listen to that first one. However, some of the things I'm going to talk about are extensions of what we talked about in the previous show. So it's up to you. Either way, I recommend you listen to both of them. So let's get into the tips and tricks, part two of YouTube. One thing we hear often, if you're paying attention, is to not compare yourself to other YouTubers. There are so many factors. Yes, we can use other YouTubers for inspiration, and we've talked about this, but how do you compete against yourself? What is the approach you should take? Well, we've mentioned, hey, click-through rate. Try to improve your click-through rate. Try to also improve your average view duration. But there's something else you can do, which is a just a quick check each time you upload your video, and it will also help you make decisions. And that is your latest video performance card. When you open up your YouTube studio to the dashboard, there are a number of cards. They refer to them as cards. And the first one in the upper left-hand corner is your performance of the top 10 videos based on that time period. So your best video in the first 30 minutes your la out of your last 10 best videos or your best videos that have performed this way over the last 24 hours or 36 hours or a week or a month. And it'll show you where you rank and you will rank up and down. You may notice that you start off well at maybe number two or three. And then after a few hours, you see these fireworks over your card because it's doing great. It's number one out of the past 10 for that time period. And that's what you want to go for. Try to make your video rank in the top three. And should you be upset if you're number five or six or seven? Well, I would be concerned because you want to continuously do better. Now, you're not going to do better every single time, but this is a guide. This is something to compare yourself to. This is real comparison because you're comparing you against you, your video's performance against your other video's performance. And if you see if it's lagging, well, then you can make the decision to maybe change out the thumbnail. Maybe you'll change the title. There are things you can change, probably the thumbnail and title, thumbnail first, and then maybe the title if just nothing is happening at all. You're just stuck at number 
8, 9, and 10, for example, maybe you want to change that title. But remember, it still must be relevant to the video. Otherwise, your view duration is certainly going to start to hurt too. Another important tip to expand on is the idea of momentum. This really is a momentum game, and that's why that your videos being in the top, say, five at the worst is kind of important because you want to keep building on that momentum. The more momentum, the more YouTube will take risks. And so that's why if you actually have a regular number of people who come to your videos at the very beginning, you might want to consider using premieres to really help promote. You can schedule a premiere and that will let people know that your video is going to launch at a specific time and those best fans of yours will probably be there which will help in the momentum of the launch of that video. In the beginning, premieres seem to have some glitches to it but I think these days it's doing what it's supposed to do. I don't do this for all of my clients because a lot of times I have clients in which nobody shows up in the first five, 10 minutes, a couple hours. It, the, the, the channel is just too young at this point. But then there are clients who get a lot of people who are right there as soon as they launch the video. There's a strong fan base. So if you have somewhat of a strong fan base where you know you're going to have 5, 10, at least 25 people who very well may show up at that premiere for, for some of your best stuff, I would try it. It will help get the buzz going and give you a little boost of momentum of everybody watching and engaging with your channel and your video at the very beginning. And that can help you, give you a little maybe advantage if you, it works just right. If you get a few more people than usual that are engaging a little bit more, because if you are engaging with them all the way through the video, well, chances are they're going to watch the whole video with you which is a positive sign. So there are a lot of factors here when it comes to premieres. Now, some creators, they premiere everything and some really have not found any success at all. Maybe they tried it a few years ago and it just wasn't what it was supposed to be. And some people really did have some issues after they used premieres. And I, I don't think that's happening so much. Maybe, maybe you found that to be the case. Certainly let me know, put it in the comments over at thetubeblog.com. And I'll get to those comments. I know sometimes I don't always get to them quickly, but I do appreciate you. We get a lot of spam comments, as a lot of people do. And sometimes I miss those comments, so I apologize if that's the case. So continuing with momentum, we can also talk about the video, give a little bit of buzz about the video in your YouTube community tab. And of course, you can do this on your social media. And we've talked about social media. We talked about it in part one, that your social media needs to be relevant. Just don't, just don't share the information or the link to your YouTube channel if the audience on those other social media platforms really wouldn't care specifically about that topic. But if they would, well then start developing the buzz there too. You wanna keep the buzz going all the way through to the launch of your video and a little bit afterwards, you know, the promotions where it's relevant. But for the most part, I like to just let YouTube do its thing after that point. And then you can kind of look back at the performance graphs and see if you're getting the click-through rates, if you're getting the watch time, and then make adjustments either in future videos or to that video. But once it's launched, you're probably 
you just need to let YouTube do its thing. It's either going to be a winner or not because now it's really about the video and is the audience appreciating it. Uploading your videos. This is something else. This is a tip that a lot of people have trouble with because there are some people who say more is better. And honestly, if you are posting once a month and you want a little bit better performance, well then yeah, maybe try twice or three times a month. Or if you're doing once a week uploads, maybe try two. However, I have found that it's good to let your videos breathe a little bit, a day or two, to let the momentum build, to let people come, let YouTube do its thing, rather than just throwing up another video that kind of squishes the momentum of the video before. So what you can do, you can play it by ear. Now, if you've said to everybody, I'm going to release a video uh, at noon on Tuesday, I would do that. However, if you're going to release videos every few days or so and not have a strict schedule, then watch the video. And if a video is doing really well, give it another day or two of breathing room. And if it doesn't do so well, if you launch your video, you did everything right, there's not much more you can do and it's a flop. And I assure you, there will be flops. Just release the next video in a couple days. A few moments ago, we were talking about promotion of your video. But one thing that really works well is not promotion of your video, but promotion of the playlist in which you have that video. It's good to put your video in very specific playlists so people will watch more videos that they're, that's related to the video you've just published. So what you can do is get the link to that video within the playlist and promote it that way. That way there's an immediate video that is presented to the viewer that's totally related to the one that you've just shown them and they're more likely to watch more. And as we know, watching more is certainly beneficial to your channel. When viewers keep watching, they're happy viewers and YouTube is happy about that, about that session. So when you're going to promote, such as in your social media, just don't promote the video, promote the video within that playlist. Another topic of conversation is asking people to subscribe and hit that bell icon so they're notified. Look, I think if you can do it in a way that's very casual to the point, I think it's important. I think it's, it's helpful. However, some people say, look, people know how to subscribe, but that call to action people don't always remember or necessarily think it. Maybe they're really involved in what you're talking about. But a little reminder, a little nudge, I think it can be helpful. But if it breaks up your video in a way that kind of breaks the trance. In other words, if somebody is in the video and then all of a sudden there's a commercial for you and it really just stops the flow, then that can be bad. And I think that is quite often what happens. If you make it part of the workflow of that video, the, the flow of the video and how it's moving and, and just suggesting it at some point in a way that is just totally natural, well then I think it can be valuable. Now I think you should do it closer to the front of the video. Some people will say, well, that you haven't proven yourself yet. They, they've only seen the first few seconds of your video. Why in the world would they want to subscribe? But you know what, it could be the second video or third video that they've seen and if they are ready to subscribe, that little reminder I think can be very helpful. 
Which brings me to your intro in general. It is important to get right to the point, right into the video, right into the good stuff. Sometimes giving people a sneak peek at what they'll see down the road can be very beneficial. Have you ever seen a video in which you saw a sneak peek of something that was of highly high interest to you and you went further into the video until you could find it? A lot of times it's near the end, but it doesn't have to be. It could be maybe two minutes into the video, but then you could give another sneak peek that's another two to three minutes further down. So if you have a longer video, you might wanna have two or three sneak peeks of what's coming up later in the video to keep people interested in. But that intro, and, and sometimes people create elaborate intros before you get into the video, you know, their logo bouncing around and all that stuff. You, you know, you really don't want to lose people over that. People will know who you are. You could have maybe a two second transition. I often will do that, have a really quick, you know, rush that spins around and quick for two seconds. It's, it's, it's nothing. And I use it as a transition but after I give the initial push of what the video is about, then I do the little transition for branding. And you know what? There are good arguments to not even do that too. But I've taken it out and I've put it back in and taken it out. And right now I'm using it again. Actually, the last few videos I started using it again because you know what? Why not? Why not? It's not hurting my channel. And so if it's not hurting my channel, people aren't dropping off. And you can see that. If you're not looking at where people are dropping off, that's important. And a lot of times people drop off near the beginning because you're not getting to the point. You're talking about all the things they really don't care about and all the introduction stuff. No, just get to that point and you'll probably have much more success and really keep them engaged over the long term if you get right into the good stuff. One thing I recommend people do is to think about what would tank your channel. Really think it through such as doing the things that draw the wrong audience, sub for sub, the wrong social media, things like that. Just promoting yourself in places that are irrelevant to what you're talking about and thinking, thinking that your channel is for everyone. That is a big one that will tank your channel. Believe me, I've been there. So Think about the things, think about the opposite, and also think about the stuff we've talked about on this podcast that can sync channels. And think about what would sync your channel. Because believe it or not, if you don't recognize it, you very well may do it, maybe subconsciously or just, you know, this time I'm gonna do just try it. But no, no, think it through in advance before you do these things and maybe make a list of the things not to do so you don't tank your channel. And again, usually those things involve tricks. Not tips, but tricks. Tricks trying to trick the YouTube algorithm or trick people or the shortcut. Quite often, those are the things that can tank the channel in the long run. Maybe quick hits, but in the long run, you're going to tank the channel and you're not going to have the success that you're looking for. I talked a little bit about this in the last show and that is of course getting people to the next video. Of course, thinking about what the people who enjoyed the last video would enjoy in this next video. Using your end cards is really important and passing off 
people to that ink card. In other words, knowing what you're going to talk about in the video after the one you're recording. And that way, at the end of your video, you can say, hey, and if you're interested in this, or if you find this funny, or whatever it may be, check out this next video and name it specifically what that video is. Give it a quick little sales pitch, five, 10 second sales pitch to watch the next video and why they should watch that next video. That can be really important and extremely valuable. And it also helps those playlists flow along. If you have a playlist where you're going from one video to another and you're recommending that next one and it's the next one that's shown, chances are greater that they're going to actually watch that video. And with video, you just need to step things up. You need to improve who you are. And that's one thing that I haven't talked a lot about when it comes to video. You need to step up who you are. You can't mumble through a video. You feel like you're going to be super animated, but it's gonna come across normal. But you do, you have to step up who you are in the video. And over time, you will. You probably wanna step up, depending on the type of video, your lighting, and especially your audio. You can continuously step things up, but honestly, those things aren't the things that are gonna make or break your video, but they will, or your channel specifically, but they will help support your growth and the maturity of your channel over time. So you want to always look for things that you can step up and improve upon on your channel. And be, really, just try to continuously be a better person, a better personality, if, you, if that's the kind of YouTube channel you have. Obviously, some people just have voiceover channels or animated channels. So obviously, you need to step up different things there. But a lot of us are in front of the camera. And if we are, we need to practice. And we need to practice and improve the way we pronounce our words, the way we present ourselves and emotion. The emotion. Look, emotion is so important. Story is so important. In telling story with emotion, well, that brings people in and people will certainly spend more time on your videos if they are just engaged with this, this emotional story and your personality, but you're going to have to bring it out. If you feel like you don't have it now, you're going to have to step it up. If you're going to win on YouTube, you need to step it up. Well, there are a few things for you to think about. I'll talk to you on the next Two Blabs podcast. The Two Blabs podcast is hosted at the 2blog.com.